What's up, everybody? Welcome to Totally Fan. I am your host, Taffy. Today, we have an amazing episode. This is Totally Fan, the show where we go everything in, in the world of fandom. We got movies, comics, TV, video games, your fan and fanfare right here with me today, Mr. Richard Port. <laughs> What's good, homie? This guy is an amazing comedian, freaking hilarious. He is the host of the Kickback and Chillax podcast. And uh, you describe yourself as a comedic weirdo and uh, fucking love that. I I think that's a great title. And so, yes, he's going to be our guest for today, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, before we get started, um, as per tradition, when it comes with having new guests, uh, one of the things that I love to do is to ask you, uh, what is it about fandom? Like, wh- what is it about it that attracts you? Like, where do you come from when it comes to fandom? Um, I say from fandom, uh, no matter whatever the uh, the show or the or, or the topic is, I think it's all about the the lore. Something about Ooh, like he's a world lore. builder guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The lore character building i think that's what gets me intrigued like ooh, there's more behind the story here i want to find out i think that's that's the number one thing i i have to say about fandom that's the lore. that's awesome dude i i like i i say it all the time on stream um and and like when it comes to like talking to people about like nerd stuff is fandom or um world building and lore and and stuff like that i love that stuff man that i i go bonkers for that shit and and that's how i end up getting like really involved in in learning about like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, you know, there's generations of characters of stories that are being told that may or may not affect somebody 20 years, 30, 50, 100 years down the line. You know, I love that stuff, man. That's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. All right, great. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is the host of Kickbacks and Chillax. Please make sure that you guys are going to check out that podcast. Um, where can people listen to it? Uh, you can actually, if you have uh, Spotify or any type of streaming service, you can just type in Kickback in Chillax, and it will pop up and available on, on most streaming services. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so definitely please make sure you guys do that. Go show my boy some love. Greatly appreciate it. But today, uh, we have quite a bit of news, so we're going to go ahead and jump in on this mess here. So, Sony, Sony... Keep in mind, Sony did this. They just confirmed that Aaron Taylor Johnson, you may know him as Quicksilver. You may know him as uh, Kick-Ass. He is coming to the Spider-Man universe, to the MCU, as Kraven the Hunter. Now, this is crazy because he played Quicksilver, so for him to play another character, that's interesting. However, there's more to it than that. Sony stated that he is going to have his own solo movie in addition to potentially being in the fucking MCU Spider-Man movie. But wait, there's more. In addition to that, Sony also, they didn't confirm, but they teased it that the connection or the the bridge between the MCU Spider-Man and the rest of the movie verse um, could potentially be connected on uh, uh, No Way Home. Now, they didn't really get into too many specifics about that, but there is more. Um, Collider was recently uh, in an interview. Now, keep in mind, I, a couple of episodes ago, I warned you guys about taking uh, rumor reports and things like that with a grain of salt, um, especially to make sure that you guys are checking your sources. However, with this being Collider, Collider has been pretty accurate. Collider has a really good reputation of 
if they do have a rumor, they'll leak it. But they're they're really into the nerd shit. They, I believe, they have insiders. They have people that are that are here. But the latest rumor report that we got. Uh, oh yeah, I don't have the transition for it. Damn, fuck that up. <laughs> the latest rumor is that William Dafoe is coming as the Green Goblin. But wait, there's more. Uh, rumor also suggests that um, they're going to be doing a Sinister Six tie-in uh, with No Way Home and then potentially have their own movie. Now, we know Sony's been wanting to do that forever since Tobey Maguire days. And even with Andrew Garfield, they teased it more and they were getting closer to it. So with this new quote-unquote tie-in rumor, um, speculation is that... Um, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy that played Sandman in um, in the Spider-Man movie will also be coming here uh, to the MCU, potentially as the Sinister Six. Look, man, I just unloaded a whole mess of information. Richard, what do you got? Bro, um, I think this is all going to tie in to when... Doctor Strange pops up back on the sequel. This mm. all has to do with Doctor Strange because, you know, he travels through parallel universe and, you know, mm -hmm. with Sony and the MCU, those are all counted as, like, their own world. Mm -hmm. So the only way to make this make sense where they can all collide or become one or travel from one to another. So Doctor Strange, I'm not sure if that movie's coming before or after Spider-Man, but I feel like the answers would be there in terms of, like, Hello Universe and stuff like that, and from the rumors that we heard, I think Doctor Strange is key to making all this happen. Yeah. Now, there's been there's been all kinds of speculation from like way back from when they confirmed casting of Doctor Strange in Spider Man, um, his whole casting uh, or his rumored casting in WandaVision, the situation of WandaVision being based on the House of M, um, the rumored casting of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Um, all the different rumors have led fans, including including us here in the fan cave, led us to believe that there is going to be some huge multiversal event that's going to take place across WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and potentially into the Spider-Verse 2. Um, we saw it in uh, Far From Home, the concept of a multiverse being possible. Uh, when Peter meets um, Mysterio for the first time, they... He's like, oh, wait, you're from the, you know, you've just proven there's a multiverse. Um, in the events of uh, Endgame, when uh, the Ancient One is telling uh, Bruce Banner about, you know, removing the stones and creates new timelines, the situation with uh, Loki um, and, his and his show that premieres, I believe, next Wednesday, not Friday, yes. Wednesday, um, how that's going to spring out new uh, alternate timelines. And those alternate timelines are the multiverse, essentially. So... Again, with a grain of salt, and Collider has even said take it with a grain of salt. If William Defoe, if Sandman, if all those come into uh, this movie, I think that would be huge. Now, um, it doesn't mean that Sony or Marvel is going to, nor are they supposed to, uh, you know, make another movie down the road with Andrew Garfield or or with Tobey Maguire, they don't have to make a sequel, they're probably not going to, but doing it for this movie would be like a nice like hat tip or send off to these characters, and, and it would just be like a cool, like a little bit more than a cameo, um, but it would be like a cool thing to do. Now, we do know that Andrew Garfield, um, 
you know, he, he stated that he's not, he has nothing to do with the movie. Emma Stone actually recently came out and she said that she also had never gotten a call about the movie. So whether or not Toby and Andrew are coming in, I think it's very possible that it could be the villains that come in. Um, also, too, as a reminder, uh, Morbius is connected to the MCU Spider-Verse because he's going to meet up with Tombs, who plays Vulture in uh, the original Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, there's a scene in the trailer, so you it's confirmed. Um, so there's just all these different things that are going on, and a lot of it is, is rumored and speculation. But it, it would be crazy if it happens because I think it would be... You know, again, you know, they're not they're not entitled to to make or rather they don't have to make a whole universe or whatever based on this moment. They could continue to make new movies with new characters and, and things like that. They don't have to bring these people back in future movies or future projects. But to have it in one big episode or one big movie, I think would be huge. It, you know, it'd be tons of fun at the very least. So I'm excited. Um, but the problem is that it's all rumors right now and and. There's a lot like left in the air. I mean, uh, yeah, they are rumors, not confirmed. But I feel like if you ask those actors, are they going to be in the movie, and they say no, I'm sure they're lying. Because <laughs> uh, they're not going to tell you like, yeah, we, yeah, they're not going to admit it. You know, yeah. I'm sure like Marvel got to keep it sealed. They're not going to say anything. They're not going to let the cat out of the bag until you see the movie. But as you mentioned. I think there's a higher chance of seeing the villains, but mm-hmm. I have I have a slim chance of saying that Andrew Garfield and Tony McGuire might pop up because it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a kudos to the predecessor. Yeah. Like saying like, hey, we didn't forget about you or yeah. we didn't erase you from the the history. Uh, we're including you to say almost like a like a thank you. Yeah. For paving the way, but you also exist and then tying it all in with the multiverse. I think like if they do it right. Even though, like, we hear all these rumors with the grain of salt, mm-hmm. to say it happens and you watch it in the theater, I think I'll still be I'll still be blown away. I think it'll be like Avengers level type movie, just for a Spider-Man movie. Like, yeah. With all that cast, I think it'll be like, I think it'll be up there. It, it it would be a it'd be a fantastic passing of the torch, you know, um, similar to like what we saw in uh, the Dark Knight trilogy when uh, Batman gives the the Batcave to um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Uh, I think it'd be something like that, like a nice passing of the torch, and and I, I just I think it would be so sick if we get it, and and uh, we can speculate all we want, and we can't confirm anything until we see it. But I, I think like you, if they say no, you know, what's this? Ch- what's the likelihood that you lie in? Like it's pretty high, exactly, because you know exactly. you're contractually obligated to say no, mm-hmm. unless you say yes, then you know, then holy shit, but. I, I do have – I'm holding out faith, uh, again, with a grain of salt, but I just feel like Andrew Garfield deserved a third movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think this this is the platform for him to, like, show that uh, he, he, he can still be a good Spider-Man. Like, he was great. Like, when mm-hmm. he first came out, first and second with uh, – was it Emma Stone? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, Emma Stone. It was awesome. I was waiting for a, for a trilogy. So yeah. when they, like, did the whole, like, recon, retcon, like, hey, Spider-Man's coming to MCU and Marvel – I was a little mad at first, and I'm like, man, who's this kid? Like, yeah. no, we just had Andrew Garfield. What you doing? Yeah. And then Tom Holland came correct. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like MCU. He's an MCU Spider-Man. He got he got it. I give it to him. I didn't know he was English at first. He came correct with that yeah. New York accent. And then now with this rumor, we're like, 
we could bring all the Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire back. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah. Take my money. Take yeah. My money. No, I, I, I'm right there with you, bro. All right, so let's, mm -hmm. mo let's move on to the next one. So huge news from Sega, including a couple of rumors here. Um, but the 30th anniversary of Sonic is it's fast approaching. And E3 is also right around the corner. Sega has confirmed that we are going to get a collection series, including the, uh, or rather, it's going to be called Sonic Origin. And it's going to include the original Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Spinball. And I've read somewhere, but I can't confirm if Sonic CD will also be featured on this, uh, on this collection set. But I think that's awesome. Now, additionally too. Uh, they kind of hinted and teased that their new 3D game that's in the works. Um, they really teased more so in like, hey, you know, we're working on something new, something brand new that's going to be in a 3D world. Um, so we don't have a lot of pictures. We don't have a lot of information on it. Just the literal words out of the mouth that we're getting something new. But the cool thing is, is that the uh, voice actor is coming back. The original voice actor, and I forgot his name, so I'm going to have to look that up real quick. Uh, Sonic... Sector, my little mechanical keyboard. Um, so Roger Craig Smith, uh, he's confirming that he is coming back for the games, which was weird because uh, months ago he stated that um, whatever was happening uh, with Sega, that he basically confirmed a departure. Um, now, he's done other voice acting as well for other video games, but uh, he tweeted that he was coming back officially. Um, so I don't know how permanent it is. Um, uh, the whole thing came because uh, they got the Sonic actor for the movie was different from Roger Craig Smith. So the fact that we're getting all of the Sonic news on the 30th anniversary, I think is going to be huge. I'm really excited. Richard, what you got, man? Um, I was going to ask you, what, what, uh, what platform is this coming out? Is this on, on the Switch? I think it's, I think it's next gen. Um, or I, oh. No, sorry. I think it's Switch. It's a Switch? Yeah, I'll okay. confirm it, but I'm pretty sure it's Switch. Okay, so 30, uh, 30th anniversary, so it's like a bundle pack so of the classic games. Are they, like, re, like, redoing it to where it's clear, like, you know, for, like, 4K? Or is it, like, the classic, like, like look? It's like you play, like, how, how are they, uh, they going to go about that? Um, I'm going to read that real quick. Um, they're saying that it's going to be released in 2022. Um, they announced it during a, a Sonic, um, like, a Sonic-specific live stream. We'll probably get more information at E3 if, if we don't have anything now. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to do some sort of an update as far as graphics goes, but they're probably not going to go too crazy with it because they want to have it more classic because they are working on a new game that's going to be 3D. It's going to be updated visuals. Um, I believe it's only for Switch just because of uh, Sega's partnership with um, with Nintendo. Uh right. But if they want to for the retro collection, it, it's possible it could come out for every other system. But the new game okay. for sure will be out for the Switch. Nice. So are that is that two separate things where like they have the, the bundle of the classic games and then the new game or the new game coming with the classic? Uh, no, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be separate. Although like if you go buy it at stores, it could be like a bundle. Um, I don't we don't have information on that yet. We just know what's coming. We just don't know how it's coming. Nah, I'm pretty excited because earlier you said Sega CD. I had flashbacks. Yeah. Sega CD. Like, that was ahead of its time. Yeah. Like, Sega CD, like, that was like before, maybe like before. 
PlayStation. Yeah, it was yeah. before PlayStation. That's funny though, because I just got I just got a flashback because like I had a I had a bootleg uh, Sega CD from uh, I for you you youngins out there you ain't gonna know what this is, but JVC was prominent in the VHS world. But they had their own spin-off Sega uh, like Sega Genesis Sega CD like combo in one piece. And my yes. dad my dad bought like my dad originally bought a Sega but then returned it because he thought Sega CD was like the newest version. But then returned the CD because he found out that there was a two in one with the JVC. So he bought us that shit. It had this ugly ass teal button and purple. This <laughs> shit was so funny dude. Oh man fucking memories. Is it the one I'm looking at now? Is it like the two, the, the one that's side by side? Yeah, it probably. Like oh man. Yeah, yo guys, <laughs> and it's funny because right before we started the podcast, fucking Richard and I, we started talking about like you know the old days and like an old memory that I cherished a lot, and uh, it just reminds me of this dude. It's so funny. <laughs> Sega CD. Oh my god. Yo, yeah. When you said it earlier, I was like, I yeah. Teleported back. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, are they gonna know what Sega CD is? Like, you just just, just threw one, you just threw one out there, and I I remember I was like, yo, I'm old, like to remember Sega CD because it was like a, it it came and went like it was like a, it was like a, you remember Neo Geo? Yeah. It was like a Neo Geo, like it was good, it came and it just went. It just that went. That was Sega yeah. CD. Yeah, because yeah. we knew about Sega Genesis and stuff, but like, only the real gamers. You say Sega CD, you're like, oh man. I yeah. What happened to my Sega CD? Yeah. I re- I remember too, like Sega specifically having a couple different um, setups. Like you can buy a Genesis with like a attachment that goes right on top. Like you basically insert it into the cartridge, but it would be like a kind of like a Walkman, or it would be like a like the CD would be in the front, and then in the back would be the uh, the CD portion, or you would have a Sega a Sega on your left, a CD thing on your right, and then it sits on top of a platform. And I've I've I remember as I got older, I was like, yo, why did they have so many combinations? Why didn't they just make one system that does both, like what the JVC did, but have it officially uh, licensed as a Sega product? I, I never understood it, but I just thought it was so funny though. <laughs> just I, I like Sega CD or Sonic CD. There were a couple of other CD games that were really fun too. But again, um, it's rumored if it's going to be on this collection um, because uh, I'd have to ask one of our Sega guys, um, like Jesse or, or somebody, but I think um, Sonic CD wasn't well-received. Okay. I, th- I think. I have to double-check that. So I, I don't know if if because of that, if it's not going to be on this collection. But we know for sure that the original Genesis games 1, 2, and 3, Sonic and & Knuckles, and Spinball will be on this collection set. Oh man, I can't wait because it was one of my favorites. I, I I rate Sonic games like Sonic music soundtrack oh, like, up there. Yeah, like, in my like top tier. Yeah, like Super Nintendo, Sega music, mm-hmm. like games with be- good music. Sonic is up there. Hell it's yeah. so memorable. Like like you get automatically hyped. Like you'd be in a mid conversation or something. Yeah, I'm about to get that new Toyota Camry, and then you hear you like oh, oh whoa, whoa, hold up now. You oh you playing level one like you get hype. Yo, I got next. I got next, dog. Yeah, yeah, I got next. I got you. Let me let me defeat this level for you. Like hands down, I think that was Sonic Two or something like that. Yeah. Top top tier music soundtrack. Uh, to compete with that, kind of kind of veering off. Donkey Kong Country had Oof. pretty good uh, music too. 
Oof. Just, just throwing it out there. You know, uh, you know, real quick on this segue here. Uh, so I don't know if you know, but um, they, they, somebody uh, reported that there potentially is a new Donkey Kong game in the works for uh, Switch that's going to be featured. Um, that side scroller like Donkey Kong Country, but they're not going to call it Donkey Kong Country because they don't want to continue that series of games. But um, if it is true that we are getting a new DK game, dude, I want that soundtrack to be fire, dude. I, I need that soundtrack to be fire. It was great. I mean, the the classic NES, the, the first one with the grandpa in the beginning, was it? Yeah. And then it became like hip hop, and I was like, "What? What's yeah. going on here?" Like as a kid, I the fucking like, bongo drums it. and shit. Uh, just oh yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. The beats dropping, though. Yeah. Oh, it was. A, I was like, "Oh my god!" So if they do bring it back and maybe update it with some like, you know, make it still like the classic uh, NES style, but maybe modernize it. I don't know. Throw J Cole or something in there. <laughs> I'll be fine. With it. I'll, I'll be fine. Just, just make it. Just make it good. Uh, but no, I I'm I'm pretty excited for that too, man. God, like. Nostalgia, like nostalgia, but modern twists is yeah. what I'm in for too. Like you can bring something back, but make sure you don't mess up the classic. You can like add to it, but also like, what's the word? Like keep the keep keep the nostalgia, but add on to it, versus like redoing it and messing it up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I yeah, I, yeah, I totally okay. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I th I think uh, I think they'll find a, a great way to do it. But yeah, so that's that's the news for Sonic, and and we're really excited. Obviously, as you can tell from the nostalgia point of view, um, but we'll have more information as it comes out. I do believe well, I don't I didn't hear it anywhere, but I think uh, Sega was slated to come out um, for E3. So it's possible we can get more information by then. We don't know, but we'll we'll report it as it comes through. So be on the lookout for that if you're excited about Sonic. All right, last topic for the day. So we've reported a while ago um, that the. Powerpuff Girls was going to get to the CW, and it was going to be called Powerpuff. We also have pictures. I think I posted it on our Facebook and on our Twitter, um, pictures of the girls in their, like, OG costumes. And just to remind you guys, I stated that I think those costumes are going to be, like, like them suiting back up, but then them realizing that they need to get into something a little bit more modern because they're older, they're adults now, and they have adult issues that they have to go through. So other pictures show them in more like adult-themed costumes, but uh, still color-coded. Um, so that pilot came, and apparently it went, and now it looks like CW is making a decision to reorder that pilot. Now, Couple different people uh, were reporting that it has something to do with like SJW themes that maybe it just wasn't on point. A couple other people were saying that um, it doesn't stay true to the original cartoons. But um, this is coming straight from Mark Pedowitz, the CEO and chairman of the CW. He stated, "In this case, the pilot didn't work." Quote. Uh, but because we see there's enough elements in there, we want to give it another shot. So that's why we didn't want to go forward with what we had. Tonally, it might have felt a little too campy. It didn't feel as rooted in reality as it might have felt. But again, you learn things when you test things out. And so in this case, we felt like it's a, we felt, let's take a step back and go back to the drawing board. Now, uh, as a reminder, the show originally aired on Cartoon Network and it was, uh, it was, I don't know if you can call it a girl show because I know a lot of guys that fucking loved it. It was a bunch of like children superheroes who, to just, you know, fighting bad guys and, and all kinds of stuff. And it was fun. But uh, when the show came out, a lot of people had their worries and their fears that it wasn't going to be 
that it was going to be too formulaic, like the arrow versus, um, that's actually a fear that I have with it. Um, but, uh, with it being adults, the premise was that, uh, the Powerpuff Girls have, you know, gone their own ways, but they're coming back together and they're trying to battle through, you know, their meaning, right? Like what's the purpose? You know, we're superheroes, but we're adults. We have our own stuff we have to deal with, but how do we come together as a team and, and try to save the day, you know, save the city of Townsville again. Um, with those themes, you, you definitely get, you know, huge like Arrowverse, you know, vibes out of it. But um, Arrowverse isn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I love the Arrowverse. I love Arrow. I love Flash. I love the other shows. But that formulaic uh, structure to the episode was something I didn't want for Powerpuff Girls. And, you know, how rooted in reality do they want to go? That's, that's what's really up for debate. And that's why, according to them, that's why they're doing another show. So... Um, Richard, man, what's up? What's good? Um, so I was going to ask you, um, is this going to be like a, are they considering this a true canon to the cartoon? Mm, I don't know just because I think it's going to be kind of like the Archie or like Riverdale, um, where it's not necessarily canonical to what's going on in the comics. Um, but it's, it's almost like a reimagining or a new take. I think I think if Powerpuff Girls, if a live action of Powerpuff Girls was going to be on Cartoon Network, I would feel more inclined to say, yes, it will be canon uh, versus it being on CW. So I can't confirm that yet. I'll let you know, though. I'll, I'll look into it and find out. Okay. Did they, like, release, like, a trailer or a pilot? I didn't see no. that, but... Uh, okay, so, so... Yeah, so all... so usually when a production company, when they... Sorry. Uh, when they film a pilot, the pilot just goes straight to executive heads... Um, and they decide whether they want to green lit it or not, then they might go back and either do reshoots or clean up some special effects and stuff like that. And then they'll release it as the first episode of the season. Okay. Unless they make like I... bigger changes and they like recast people, then, then it'll be a whole new episode, but it'll usually that's what happens. Okay. Cause like based on, you know, what was, uh, out there based on the pilot, like not, not, not the pilot, not working. They have to rework it. What do you think? Is why do you think it had to be reworked? Was it because it's not true to the original? Like, are they trying to tie it down more to like real, like the CW world style, like what you said, like Riverdale, or were they trying to like go more for like a cartoonish? Feel? Like in my mind, I thought it would do well more of like a Scott Pilgrim versus the World mm -hmm. type style versus like a Riverdale, like oh we're grown up now. But we still fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I see yeah. more of like a, yeah, let's go. Like, let's remember the time when we, you know, like, that's what I thought. More of like that animated, like, exaggerated Scott Pilgrim style. Like, what did you, how did you see it if they were to, like, so it? So, because, it, because it's on the, or uh, on the Green Arrow, because it's on the CW, um, I think it's, it's going to be, like, less, how would I say it? Less child-friendly. There's going to be more adult themes, maybe more teenage uh, themes. Um, and sure, maybe like bubble, like Bubbles would probably be the one that I would feel would be most animated and be like the most similar to the cartoon. Um, but from what I remember reading somewhere along the lines, like supposedly Bubbles got into some sort of like, um, I don't want to say... Um, like adult entertainment, but something along the lines with adult entertainment. And, oh. and that was her like, 
and I guess she wanted to escape it, and that's why she comes back. That that's her motivation to come back with her sisters to try to save the day. Um, I forgot what I think Bubble or not Bubbles Buttercup. Um, I think was like doing like some underground fighting or something, and then Blossom was like got into like being a scientist or something, and and they just wanted to get out of it and come back. So I th- again because it's on the CW, I'm inclined to believe that it has more adult themes right like we have jobs now we have real world jobs we need to pay rent we need to pay this this and that so how is it that we come back how do we come back to 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 stop the bad guys from doing what they do and like it's one of those things like you know greater responsibility or uh with uh great power comes great responsibility and i think they they have to battle with that internally and, and externally and i think the show is gonna be more adult because of it but the pilot i think was a little too cartoony and i think they wanted it to be like not so adult rated and and maybe a little bit more like realistic so i don't expect a lot of um like i don't expect a lot of puns i don't expect there to be like a lot of like crazy laughs but um maybe a little bit more serious in tone um and i think that's what they want for this reshoot okay i'm kind of excited to see what they what they bring to the table because like i'm thinking about it and like are they gonna bring back mojo jojo oh man so they hold on i'm about to tell you something that you may not be happy with oh no yeah give me a second uh no mojo well so they casted um somebody who will be playing mojo jojo his name is nicholas uh Podany. Um, he joined the pilot in the role of Joseph Jojo Mondell Jr. As a kid, the nerdy, power-hungry, insecure Jojo was obsessed with uh, the power of girls. Despite his father's grudge against them, as an adult, Jojo finds his sweetness and rage in constant battle. So, Mojo Jojo will not be a monkey. He will be a person, a human of some sort. And probably... So, is this a new character? It's, it's not a new character, but it's just not, like... It's not going to be like a CGI little monkey man. It's going to be a That's fucking why. human, basically. Uh, yeah. Because uh, cause, cause I thought they were going to do some sort of Planet of the Apes CGI thing with uh, with the. Yeah, that, that would have been dope. That would have been dope. <laughs> um, dang, that's kind of disappointing. So, yeah. so based on your description, is this a new? Because it sounds like it's a new character who worship more Mojo Jojo, or is it like a a retcon character that's kind of like. so i think they're retconning the fact that he was a a chimp first and that he that he was created as a as a as a as like a fourth human um because it's canon that uh that professor utonium um something with the chemical x i think got on the chimp assistant that then became mojo jojo right uh that's canon to the cartoon so i think in here i think it's something similar but with the child versus with the chimpanzee that's what random, it sounds random, like. Random segue, though. What if that chemical that got on Mojo Jojo was the same one that got on Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, oh, oh no. That's why. What a twist. <laughs> what a twist. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I've, I've always been a proponent of, like, you know, let, let the content come out first. Let me view it, and, and I'll tell you what I think about it. As of right now, like, I'm on the fence on whether or not this show is going to be good. Um, 
because it's on the CW, I do have a little bit of faith in it because the CW has produced some amazing shows. Smallville, Arrow, Flash, etc. So I'm curious to see how, how this episode or how this show is going to come out. Um, based on everything I've read so far about all the stuff behind the scenes, I'm not like happy about it. But well, wait, it could totally be awesome and it could totally blow us out of the water. But right now it's up in the air. Did they tell you when it's going to be released? Uh, no, I don't think they have a date yet, but they were aiming for, I think it was supposed to be for the fall. I have okay. to find that out. But it was, I think they were aiming for the fall, but I don't know if them reordering the pilot is going to change anything. So I don't know if that's going to delay um, production starting and, and all that stuff. So we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think their target audience is people that used to watch it on Cartoon Network or a new audience where it's like, whoa, I mean, I watch stuff on CW and this looks kind of cool. I never heard of it. Like, what do you think? Their target audience. I, I think it's going to be a, a mix of both with okay. uh, more emphasis on like the next generation. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the, the rebooted charm uh, show on CW. Um, that was uh, a reboot for like a new audience. Um, so there are like some themes and stuff that they brought from like the original from, from that, you know, was canon to the original, but they changed a lot of things um, to fit the new, the new people, the, you know, a lot of it's going to change with like the social things that are going on, like BLM, um, cancel culture and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to play a role into the target audience. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be updated, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that, are, that goes back to like old school stuff. Uh, one thing I do want, like, uh, I almost the demand that I want, right. Similar to how Rivendell, um, introduced the Josie and the pussycats, right. Because technically in the comics, it was all from the same people. Um, you know, they, they, they have that interaction. I kind of want them to do something like that, but with Cartoon Network, right? Maybe a hint at Johnny Bravo or maybe a hint at Dexter's Lab or, or you know, fucking Billy and Mandy. Like, you know, not, not, the, not the current Cartoon Network stuff, but at the time that Powerpuff Girls came out, it came out, I believe, at a time when uh, Cartoon Network had, a, had that lineup of cartoon cartoons where it was just shorts. Some of those cartoons ended up becoming full-fledged like series on Cartoon Network, so I want that. I want that connectivity. I don't know if we'll get it. Maybe definitely, maybe not the first season, but that's a demand that I want for the show. Man, that'd be great. If yeah. They, like show little cameos of those characters in in the in that show, but like in real life, like how did I'm trying to see how Johnny Bravo will look like as a. You probably you probably get the rock or something like I don't know rock the rock is in everything man like I'm not a rock fan anymore but like you just get, you hire somebody like the rock or John Cena or you know just somebody like super buff that's like big in like wrestling and then just have them with like a fucking Elvis style like blonde wig and well, there you go there's there's your giant brother uh, hoo <laughs> he was it was a cool show but it now we think about it, it's like yo this dude's kind of a freak yeah oh yeah for sure for sure. That's, that's that whole show was sexual harassment right all over it. <laughs> yeah, dude. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if that show is gonna work nowadays. I don't know if you can introduce yeah. a Johnny character nowadays. But um, if you guys can find a way to do it, I think it would be fun. But yeah. all right, guys. So that's it for the uh, the new segment of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to come hang out with us again. I want a huge shout out to Richard here for for being on the show. Guys, we go live every Saturday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Twitch. TV slash totally fan TAF. 
If for whatever reason you can't catch the live stream, uh, make sure that you look out for us on anchor.fm for the podcast. It goes up Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or wherever else you like to listen to podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, etc. If for whatever reason you can't catch either of those, the full episode does go live on YouTube with um, snippets of the news segments and stuff like that get sprinkled throughout the week. So definitely make sure you guys are, are checking us out there. And if you guys love the channel, if you guys love what we do here and you guys want to help support uh, on Twitch, you can subscribe absolutely for free using Amazon Prime. It doesn't cost anything to you, uh, but it helps us out. We also have our merch store. But the biggest thing is community engagement, right? Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. Um, all of that stuff at totally fan and let's talk, let's converse, let's, let's, let's get into this stuff, man. Cause who knows you could be featured as a guest on the show one day. Like you never know, right? We could do like some sort of giveaway and stuff like that. So the best way to get in contact is by that community engagement. So also consider joining the discord too. All right. So now we're going to switch gears. We're going to go into the more podcast, the relaxed version of the show where we're just going to talk about whatever. If you're in the chat, uh, feel free to let us know any comments that you guys want us to talk about. If you guys want us to deep dive into some of the subject matter, then please feel free to do so. It could be anything. We can get into controversial stuff. We can get into Star Wars versus Star Trek, uh, Sega or Sony versus Xbox, whatever you guys want. Let us know in the comments down below. But Richard, before we started today's podcast, we were talking about the old school. We were talking about fucking Street Fighter and pizza. What are what yeah. you know we were talking yeah. about the good old days man what what are what what was one thing you said you wanted to talk about something um we just went over so much information I'm pretty sure your mind just got scrambled um uh, well now that you brought up pizza um I don't know if uh the viewers on here if they're old enough to remember when Pizza Hut used to like give you uh PlayStation games oh bro you remember that, <laughs> you remember that? yeah I dude remember Order a large pizza, we get Final Fantasy demo. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Actually, my first uh my first uh interaction with Metal Gear Solid was on one of those discs. And um it, it was on one of those demos, and uh it was crazy because I I always got up to the part where you talk to the DARPA chief who's like the guy in prison, and then he has a heart attack uh -huh. and he dies, and that's like within the first like 10 minutes of the game. I used to always, tr yeah, dude, I used to always try to like speed run it so that I could get to him faster to try to see like what happens beyond that, but I never got to do it. So as I got older, oh. I, I ended up buying uh, the OG Metal Gear on fucking on PlayStation and I can play it on my PS3. Dude, oh man, the, the bot, like one of the bosses was like immediately after the dude has a heart attack in the fucking cell. And I was like, Oh my God, I could have fought him if I like, just got in there faster. Like, dude, it was so crazy. But yeah, dude, those old school demos were legendary. I need to bring it back. I don't know if it was like a PlayStation or a Sony pizza hut partnership thing, but it was cool. Just be like, order a pizza. And I might get a, I might get a game today. Like that's something that he should bring back. Maybe with the switch or something, but maybe that's a lot of money, but those were, those are the days. It's just like, they don't do that no more, man. Just like just like prizes in your cereal box. It used to be real cool, but then now it's just like here's a here's a raffle or mm -hmm. <laughs> here's a QR code. <laughs> <laughs> what? I want a toy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's but, uh, crazy. I remember those, man. I, they I think they came out with like nine or ten different game or different demos. Um, some of them included playable stuff. Some included watchable, um, like watchable trailers or whatever. I remember those, man. Those things were freaking legendary. 
And then I think they did movies after that for a little bit too. I think so. But um clear. <laughs> freaking nostalgia, dude. The nostalgia. But, I got introduced to some really dope games through that. Wait, what was the main game that you... I know I've got duplicates, but what was the main game that you got when you ordered a pizza? Or that's like your favorite. You're like, yes, I got this game. Uh, damn, that's hard. I remember a lot of games. There was like Spyro. There was Tetris. There was a fighter game. I think it was called Fighting Force. I think it was on there. There was... Um, mm -hmm, there was... I think there was a version that had Twisted Metal. Um... I don't think I ever got the Final Fantasy one. Um, the Metal Gear one, I think, was one I played the lot. There was one called Medieval. I think that was my first introduction to Medieval. And then they got a remake a couple like years ago. Um, uh -huh. That was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, man, the shit. That's old school, dude. That's, God, the freaking memories. Tony Hawk, pro skater. I think I Tony Hawk, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, Superman was my song, dude. I used to, like... I wouldn't play the level until that song was on the freaking map. But like like the OG Tony Hawk, man. And it's funny, too, because with the remake, the song is back on the remake. And uh, same thing. I don't play the map until that song is on because that's my shit yeah, right there. You my Ollie. Yeah. Oh, man. That was like Tony Hawk 1. Like, I don't even know what what number is on right now. And the graphics are like 10 times better. But yeah. for some reason, I always remember that first one and that one stage with like... I don't even know what it's called, but it's like the classic stage where like you like just break through the glass. Oh yeah, the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't remember like what it is. I'll find out for you. Let's see, Tony Hawk. Pro it's like a warehouse. I think like this. I think it's what it's called. Yeah, I, I think it was the warehouse. <laughs> Yo, it's my favorite. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Yo, what's going on, WB Tech? Uh, yeah, Power Posts are coming back. We talked about that. Yo, Titus Shot, thank you so much for the uh, tier one sub for 17 months in a row. Appreciate it, my guy. Uh, yo, Leo's here. I got Super Nintendo game from the bank. Either that or my dad lied to me. <laughs> you got it from the bank? What game was it? Do you remember? And Dia, what's going on, my guy? The bank gave you a Nintendo game? That's funny. Oh, yeah, man. The friggin', that, those PlayStation demos were awesome. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, what you got, man? What else? Uh, I remember, remember when we, uh, when we talked about uh, 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 Batman, and we were talking about how Thomas Wayne, remember the the uh, Flashpoint paradox? Oh yeah, yeah. When it was the other Earth, and Thomas Wayne was the Batman, mm -hmm. and then his family died, or or Bruce Wayne died, but he was a Batman of that. His world. dad, his dad was, was yeah. He was more badass, and I was saying, yo, they should have their own show on that. Yeah. I'm I'm still on that. They need to they need to do that. Yeah. Well, like a, you know, whole, like show. You know about the uh, movie, right? Which which one? So so the Flash movie is uh, Michael Keaton is going to be reprising his Batman role from '89, and he's going to be Batman in the Flash movie. But the Flash movie is based on Flashpoint. Um, oh okay. So I, I it's not confirmed. It's still rumored, and I think the rumor comes from mainly speculation. But they want um, Negan uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan to to reprise his role as Thomas Wayne. But be like the dark Batman that we see in the Flashpoint um, comics. Um, so they can do it, man. They Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you know, it, it wouldn't be too far fetched, and I think he would be a great Thomas Wayne, man. Fucking Negan, dude, was so crazy when he came out on Walking Dead. I would love to see him play this role if they if they are going to get him for Flashpoint. 
so uh, since you brought it up, Flashpoint, you said uh, who was reprising the Batman? It was uh, so Michael Keaton. He plays Batman in like the OG like nineteen eighty nine yeah. Batman and Batman Returns with Catwoman. So is he playing the canon like of the same one, same world, but just like yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. So whoa, wait. So so this is a, a we're, we're confirming that this is like traveling worlds like flash is going through like a paradox yeah yeah so um i think it was uh, ezra miller the guy who's playing the flash or uh i think it was a production studio person who confirmed that the movie was going to be based on flashpoint um obviously you know for the movie verse technically if you look at it right the movies the comics the tv shows the cartoons everything they, they are part of the dc multiverse um the events that happen in the comics or in the TV shows don't always um, affect what's going to happen in the movies and vice versa. Um, but for Flashpoint, I don't know. Uh, I assume it's going to be like, you know, a multiversal thing where he's going to maybe go to another universe, maybe not necessarily another timeline where he's going to meet um, Michael Keaton's Batman older and, and more like beat up. Um, but his um michael keaton's agent confirmed that he is coming for for the flash and that he will be reprising his bruce wayne batman role from the original movie now i don't know how, how what else you know but i'm gonna go ahead and tell you and and for everybody in the fan cave this might be news to you guys if you guys haven't been watching um our live show but uh it was rumored that wb wanted uh michael keaton to play a leadership not a leadership role a mentor role in not just uh, the Flash movie, but in other projects, there was rumors of a Batman Beyond uh, series coming to HBO Max, where they want Michael Keaton to play old man Bruce Wayne. There was um, a CW, uh, uh, was it CW? No, I think it was the HBO Lantern where they wanted uh, Bruce Wayne to, to show up on there. Um, there was another thing too. Um, so like th that would have been huge. That would have been epic. Um, all we know is he's coming back for the flash movie. So to see him in those other properties would be dope. I also don't know if you know this, but on the CW, and you probably do cause you watched, you said you watched the arrow, um, the whole infinite crisis, um, crossover event, uh, the flash, uh, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen flash meets Ezra Miller's flash from the justice league movie. They, they have that yeah. scene where they're like like looking at each other. So um, I think it was Ezra Miller who said that that event that happens on that crossover is going to affect him in his movie. He's going to change his costume. He's going to call himself the Flash instead of the Blur or whatever they call them in, in Justice League. Um, and he's going to update his suit to match kind of more in line with what was happening on the TV show. So I think that's fucking awesome. The fact that you're going to pull from what that that fun Easter egg, you're going to make that shit canon into your universe. You're bringing back OG fucking Bruce Wade. Like, dude, that's like, I think I, I love MCU. I, I love the MCU. I love Marvel, but I think that flash movie has got me like the most hyped for any fucking like superhero movie. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Cause so far I was not a big fan of like the Batman, Superman. Mm. Aquaman is all right. Uh, Wonder Woman, don't get me started. Um, you you were disappointed by by all of it. I, I like the first one better than the second one. Okay. Okay, you. I agree with you. I was, I was I was more entertained by the first one, and I was excited to see the second one. I'm like, yo, they're gonna be shooting 
uh, you know, down the street. Yeah, back home, yeah. Back home, and then it came out, and I was like, man, like, the, as we spoke in the beginning, the lore. Yeah. They, like, it didn't, it didn't flow with the lore that they built mm. in the first movie, so I was disappointed. Um, I never saw the first Justice League, so I went in fresh with Snyder Cut. Oh, okay. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big fan. Oh, I, really? I went in fresh. I was like, this is the way it's supposed to be, so I'm yeah. going fresh. I didn't want to. I didn't want to watch the original and that. And I would. All yeah. I would do is compare. Yeah, so I, I did. Like, I did the going, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going fresh. So that way, there's no excuses. And it was fairly long. They did break it into parts, but I feel like that was what ruined it for mm. me because it would be like part one, part two, and I'm like, okay, I guess I can go to the bathroom now. But then when I came back, I was like, do I want to continue? Like you know, yeah. versus like me being like, oh man, I can't wait. You know, because it was yeah. so long. Um. So I, I hope that the Flash movie like picks it up because I'm guessing this is happening after the uh, uh, Justice League movie, right? Yeah. Time time frame wise. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know how like if it's a year or like five years later or if it's months later, but yeah, it's it's happening after the events of Justice League. Okay. Okay. Cool. So that means uh, when he meets the CW Flash, it's happening in the Flash movie. Or mm-hmm. like time frame wise, like it's happening. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, I remember that. Yeah. So like I, I enjoyed the Snyder cut. I enjoyed um, Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman. I, I enjoyed those movies. I definitely think the Snyder cut was better than the original than the Joss Whedon cut, but that's not really saying much because like there were just minor improvements. I think stories got fleshed out a little bit more. But I think a lot of time was wasted in terms of um, uh, just kind of really, I, I guess the pacing was kind of the issue, right? Like you, you built a really great world and I think there was potential for a lot of cool stuff to happen. But I think you were just, there was too much exposition, uh, too much storytelling that, that got in the way of, of, like, of just like events and action that just needed to happen. But to be honest... Um, Zack Snyder for me is not like he's quickly losing uh, my tolerance for him. Right. Like 300 was OK. I, you know, I thought 300 was like a fun movie. I, I didn't really expect it to be like a masterpiece. Um, I ended up watching the second one like years later. I didn't watch it when it originally came out and I didn't really care for the second one. Um, the Watchmen I, I enjoyed, but I think cinematically I, I'm not a fan of of Snyder's vision. I'm not a fan of the way he tells the stories. Um, and he's just becoming like a director that I, I least enjoy, right? Like if he makes another DC movie, which he won't, but if he were to make another DC movie, I, I don't think I would go watch it. And if I do, I'd probably wait to watch till like it comes out on Netflix or, or, or DVD or whatever. Um, I think, I don't think Whedon did a good job of, uh, justice league. So keep that in mind. Um, the only reason why I really was like excited about it was because we didn't was successful with the Avengers. So I thought he would bring that same amount of love and passion to justice League, and, and I, he didn't. And I don't know why I, I don't know if it was the script's fault. I don't know what it was, but I, I enjoyed watching it at the time, but like, it's not a movie that I'm going to go out of my way to watch again, for sure. When it comes to yeah, the flashpoint, they're going to have a really good director. I think I want to say it's Patty Jenkins who did, um, who did Wonder Woman, but I'm not sure. I'm about to confirm for you right now. 
they, do you know when it's coming out, the movie? Uh, I believe we have dates, and I will share. So it's an initial release should be for November 4th, 2022. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I'm sorry, the director is not Patty Jenkins. It is uh, Andres uh, Muschietti. Um, let's see what that person has done. Um, I will say that they casted a Supergirl for Flash that I'd be interested in seeing her take on it. Um, but she is not going to be connected to, um, to like the Justice League uh, Superman. I, I think they're going to base her on an alternate um, Supergirl that appeared in the comics. So she will be canon to the comics, but it's not going to be the same, um, the same one that we were expecting. Do you think she's going to be canon to the world where Michael Keaton is from? Uh, she could be. She could be. Supposedly, supposedly Christopher Reeves, um, his Superman was supposed to be canon with Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, they were there were really early talks about them doing like a crossover movie, but then I think at one point Christopher Reeves got really sick, and I think you know the talks then became rumors, and then the rumors just became like a like a memory that just never came out again. Um, then there was a Supergirl movie that got released after I think Superman two or three, um, and that Supergirl was real. That, that was a terrible movie, to be honest. Um, but that was supposedly supposed to be canon with the Christopher Reeves movie, and and if things went okay, then it would have been canon to uh, to the Michael Keaton's Batman. But I think because that never happened, I think this Supergirl is a different Supergirl. Or it could be, in fact, connected to Michael Keaton. Okay. Now, keep in mind, guys, this, this is speculation, right? I have no evidence to base this on because any evidence that would have been real is lost in the wind. There's lost to time. Um, so the, the, the director for Flashpoint he also directed It and It Chapter 2. Um, he also did a movie called Mama um, and then a couple other things um, for... Argentina, like some novellas and uh, and other stuff. So he's he's a like I liked it one and two um, as far as like cinematically goes. Like so, I'm okay. I'm okay with him directing this, and I'd be really excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, because I remember uh, I did uh, it too, but it one was pretty good. So cinematic wise, I think I think it'll it'll come out good. Yeah, I think um, so too. Yeah, with, well, right now in terms of DC, though, the one movie I'm actually excited about was that new Suicide Squad movie. Really? That, yeah. Oh, like, man. The, the first one, uh, like, I was like, oh, man, why are they doing a sequel? You know what I mean? But then James Gunn, and I was like, ooh, okay. And I saw the trailer. I was like, I'm in. You know, you know what, James Gunn? James Gunn is, is a good director, in 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 my opinion. Um I, I am a little excited to see it. I wasn't a fan of the first one though. It, it just felt like a it felt like a Will Smith um, show, and I I lost confidence and I lost like I don't know I guess appreciation for for Will Smith when the whole situation with uh, Independence Day and like two or three projects before that um, where like he just was like he was becoming really arrogant and like super like fucking demanding. Um, like he wanted to do movies with him and his kid, Jaden, who after like the, after the karate kid, I was like, you know, Jaden's okay. I think if he works on it, maybe, but he just never got better in my opinion. 
And then when yeah. Will Smith, like, like either demanding more money or demanding that he works with his son, that his son gets casted in a movie, I was kind of like, dude, like, he's not even that good of an actor. Like, why the fuck are you doing this? So, like, supposedly his whole reason for not coming back for Independence Day 2 was because uh, I think it was money. It was, I think money was involved. And um, because of it, they didn't, they didn't cast him for the second one. And it was around that time that I was like, dude, like, fuck Will Smith. Like, dude, you're, you're not even that great of an actor. Like, you're fun. You're funny. And you're it, it's fun to watch you sometimes. But, like, you're not the fucking, you know, you're not an Oscar winning, like, actor, in my opinion. You know, I don't think you can bring that to the table. And if you can, then bring it. But you haven't. And so you being demanding, like, you fucking are owed it. Like, that's, yeah, I just, I started losing, like, interest in Will Smith so much so that like old Will Smith movies that I used to enjoy I don't like them as much anymore like uh which one uh Wild Wild West um uh, Men in Black <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just I don't I I'm actually watching um The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with uh my roommates and it's it's fun right cuz like that's when Will Smith was good but like some of his movies I just I I don't know it was that whole thing like kind of ruined it. It just left a sour taste in my mouth, and I can't really appreciate his his content anymore. Right. Um. I think his movies did go downhill the, this like last few years. Like, I recently watched Gemini Man, and it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was just like, like I'm like, what? Like, I knew I went in knowing it was gonna be bad. I just I didn't expect it to be that bad, and mm-hmm. I was like surprised that he was a part of the project, and it was like the whole deep fake thing of like old him versus young him. Yeah. I mean, spoilers as I haven't seen it. Um, it was so like, I've seen better deep fakes. Like I've seen better mm-hmm. Instagram filters <laughs> than what they try to do with the young face him. And it was like so bad. I think the last good movie he did, in my opinion, was like, I am legend. After that, I don't remember. Yeah. Did, did you ever watch bad boys three? I did. It was, all right it's mediocre yeah. you know it, it was it wasn't terrible but it wasn't like the best movie it it's it's not memorable so if you tell me like oh what's your favorite scene i'd be like eh. i mean i just remember watching it yeah it's, it's all right but i did watch it um it, it, they try to make it to where like you know they're catching up with the times it's been 20 years you know they can't be bad boys forever because yeah. they're old now but yeah I, I think i yeah i saw it i thought it was all right yeah, same. Uh, so Leo says, to be fair, he has always been demanding even days. Uh, he got the old ant ant fired. Oh, from Fresh Prince? Yeah. So uh, actually, if you watch the reunion, um, it goes deeper than him just getting her fired. Um, it goes really deep and like really like sad. If, if you watch the reunion um, special that they did for Fresh Prince, um, it, it kind of puts things in perspective a little bit because – Again, it is deeper. It was deeper than Will just getting her fired, um, because they they actually say what happened versus like all the rumors and speculation for why it happened. So, um, so but I I you know I guess to a certain degree maybe you're right. But either way, yeah, I, I didn't like the first Suicide Squad because like of how like prominent Will and Harley Quinn were in the movie. Not that I don't like Harley Quinn, um, but it just like. The movie is about a team. You can't make a movie about a team and then prominently have like one person in the front. Like even the even the guy who was supposed to be the leader wasn't really in the forefront a lot. 
Um, yeah, it was there. <laughs> yeah. So the second one, I think James Gunn, I, I think Gunn did it really well with Guardians, and I think he's going to do it really well with this one, um, where it is going to be a team-based movie, and it's going to feature the team equally. Um, so I do believe it's going to be a better movie than the first one. But I think the, the first one just left such a sour taste in my mouth. And then just everything going on with DC and, and their whole production, I think I'm just a little, like, a little on the fence. You know, I, I'm going to watch it, and if it's good, then great. And if it's not good, then then oh well. Yeah. Um, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I love DC, but I like more of their shows yeah. versus their film. Their show, mm-hmm. like, CW or, like, if you watch the TV shows, like, um, um, it's on HBO Max if you haven't mm-hmm. checked it out. Doom Patrol. Yeah. It's like super not safe for work. Like, is, is, have you seen uh, Umbrella Academy? I've seen a little bit of it, yeah. Is, is yeah, it along so the lines? It's like similar. Like when their shows are on, they had like a little minor beef online. Like, oh, you're copying us. Uh, that's it's funny. similar, but it's different at the same time. Because yeah. it's like the premise of like a group of people that are like misfits. They're like, like supposed to be heroes but are not type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you should check out. Uh, you should check uh, Doom Patrol if you have a chance. Um, for some reason, the DC shows always like hits it on the mark. I feel like they get a chance to develop their story and character mm-hmm. versus like a movie, an hour and a half, two hours long. You're expected to like uh, trust the flow and the character in that time frame, and I feel like it's never enough. Maybe that's yeah. why they're not doing a good job, in my opinion. Um, but hopefully, you know, they pick up the slack and mm-hmm. do better. But right now, <sighs> yeah, I mean, as far as far as our movies go, like I'm not, like I said, I think. So we know we're getting Aquaman two, uh, Wonder Woman. I think three isn't been confirmed yet. Um, they're making a new Superman movie with a with a black Superman. I'm I'm. I'm not really excited for that just because I want to see more Henry Cavill. I think Henry Cavill has like, uh, you know, more stories to be told. Um, but whatever. Um, I, I don't really care for Shazam. I, I kind of liked the first one. I thought it was fun, but like it's, it wasn't enough for me to be like a hundred percent invested in it. Um, yeah. so the sequel, like I'll probably watch the sequel, but like, I'm not looking forward to it. I think the only DC movie I'm looking forward to is, is flash. Um, I, I do want to watch the Green uh, Lantern show that's going to be on HBO Max because I'm a huge Lantern fan. Um, and we know that the show is going to be based on Jon Stewart, uh, but they did cast the Guy Gardner. Um, I've always been a fan of Kyle Rayner. He's always been my favorite Lantern, so I would hope that he gets a spot on the show at some point. But um, I think most of all, I'm, I'm really excited for Flashpoint just because of the nostalgia factor from bringing um, Michael Keaton um, the implication of of like what happens in the crossover on the Arrowverse, how it affects his uh, a decision that he will not a big decision, but it affects a decision he's going to make in the movie. Um, I think that's awesome. I love stuff like that, and and that's what what's getting me really hyped about it. As far as their animation stuff goes, I think it's on point. Their animation stuff, like DC animation, um, they, they have really great stories, uh, and I think their shit is always on point. I just think they're movie verse, man. I, I, I know Jeff Johns is a prominent DC writer. He's actually one of my favorite writers. Jeff Johns is the Kevin Feige of the DC EU, but I think the problem is, is there's too many people that are dipping their hands in the cookie jar, and so we're not getting a full like, 
piece of cookie, if that makes any sense, right? You know, people digging their hands in there, cookies are going to crack and break. And then when the piece that comes out, it's not the full piece that you want it to be. And I think that's the problem with DC, um, with Warner Brothers. And I think I've, I've always said it and I still believe it that DC has always been reactionary to what's happening instead of being proactive. Instead of creating a universe and creating the, the stories for how it's all going to be connected, hey, this movie did really good. Let's make a sequel and see what happens. Hey, they said that they like this, so let's make the next movie about this with this character. Like, no, that's. I think they were doing it wrong. And, and it was obvious that that's how they were playing it based on, like, how the news got leaked or, or confirmed. Like, oh, right. yeah, you know... During this one investor meeting, they said that the sales were really good for this movie, so they greenlit this project. Like, what? No, you should have greenlit that project to begin with. So there's a lot more issues. There's a lot of deeper issues that go with DC and Warner Brothers. I'm curious if uh, – I don't know if you know, but the AT&T slash Warner uh, merger with Discovery, I don't know how or even if that's going to affect – the slate of DC movies that are coming out. Um, I really hope it doesn't because, I, like I said, I'm really excited for the Flashpoint. And with everything that we've been confirmed so far, even some of the rumors, I'm really happy for. And I need it to, like, I need it to happen. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully the merger doesn't affect it. I don't think so. Um, yeah, it... it no. Nah. I don't think it would either, but, but you never know. You never know with these things. They could always decide to pull the plug and restart from scratch, but who knows? I mean, if they have to, as long as they restart and build on and make it good and not restart and mess it up, it's a difference, you know? So yeah. uh, with, with Flashpoint, that's always been one of my favorite cartoon like shows, so hopefully mm -hmm. they do it justice when they bring it to the live action or to the big screen. You yeah. Know what I mean? Uh well, with, between those animated shows, you got to pick one. Do you like Flashpoint Paradox better or Batman Under the Ho Red Hood? Fucking Richard and your goddamn this or that. <laughs> Dude, okay, guys. If you, I, I, I'm friends with Richard on Facebook. Richard is always posting this or that or a pick one type of scenario. And some of them are bullshit. Some of them are fucking horrible. You can't make a decision because they're so good. Fucking Richard. So which, one is it? <laughs> so which one is it? Flashpoint Paradox or Under the Red Hood? They're both really good. They are. I love the whole concept of like Jason Todd who died because fans hated him comes back with the actual role that now everyone loves. But the, the concept of Flashpoint of just being able to go back in time and then seeing how that affects your future, your reality. They're both really great stories. I, I kind of want to give it to The Flash. Just because that concept of going back in time to change, you know, a traumatic or just to change anything in the back and how it could affect your future. I think I think a lot of people um, think about that, right? When whenever being asked, like, would you change anything back in back in times? A lot of people say no, but then in reality, like they would. And for me, I would I would try harder in school. I would I would definitely try to devote more time to being a better artist. I would try to go out of my way to do more like martial arts and stuff. Like one thing, like people have regrets. Like there are some people who don't, who live every day as if it was, you know, a new opportunity and, and good for them. But there are people that have regrets and I do. I regret not going to gymnastics when I was younger because I thought it was for girls. But if I was doing gymnastics, then dude, 
Can you imagine all the flip? I'd be flying all over the place. I'd be much more in, deeper into martial arts than than what I am, and and it'd be crazy. And I think the Flashpoint, I think it plays with that concept of changing something in your past to to alter your future and how it's going to affect everything else. So I think Flashpoint was is better in in my opinion for that. Well, based on the cartoon though, it was kind of uh, very similar, more to like the Avengers. Uh, time travel mm-hmm. uh, style versus Back to the Future. Because remember how, like in in Endgame, it's like you go to the past, you change something in the past, you create a new branch of reality. You don't affect your time stream. Right. That's the same thing that happened in Flashpoint. It was like he went into another world mm-hmm. where Bruce Wayne died, versus like you know what I mean. Like so, but when he, if he changed that, he doesn't change his time stream. He just changes another world. So you think they're going to keep true to that in the Flashpoint movie where it's like uh, going to the past, you change a different reality? Or do you think like going to the past, you step out on an ant, you go back and your house is gone? Like, do you think they're going to be more true to the cartoon or? I, I think, more- I think, yeah. I mean, obviously um, there's, there's some things they won't be able to do in a movie format, right? Um, like, I don't know if they'll get into the whole Atlantis and the Amazons, um, I don't know how deep they'll get into the the Dark Batman and 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 the Joker. I don't know how deep they're going to get in, into all that stuff because they they probably they're if they do it right they'll only have like two and a half hours maybe to play with. So there's a lot that's going to happen. the The core element to the Flashpoint story is that Barry goes back in time to save his mom from Zoom or not Zoom um, from Reverse Flash from Eobard Thawne. That is the core of Flashpoint, is Barry's wanting to have his mom, wanting his dad to be free, he, him wanting that family core that affects everything else that happens in the world around them. Right. I, so long as they stay true to that, everything else that happens is all going to be just icing on the cake. That's true. They did a pretty good job with that, though, on the Flash, the CW show. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I think that was, what, the second se- uh, the first, second season, I think? It was pretty early. It was like- so good. So yeah. Hopefully, like they, they can make it that level or even better in the movie, um, if that's the case. Yeah. Because I think they can do it. But like, I I'm kind of excited because I'm I'm big on like time travel stuff. You yeah. talk about time travel, I'm in it. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So hopefully they do it right. Because like, there's so many time travel movies out there that kind of gets it right. Sometimes gets it wrong. Hopefully they they stay true to the comics or to the movie, and not mess it up. Don't want no paradox. Well, I mean. No pun intended. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they do. Like, do you think, like, if they do the movie, a, a Flash movie with the fl- Flashpoint, you think there's going to be a sequel? Like, do you, you think there's going to be loose ends? Or is it all going to be answered in the first Flash movie? I, I think there will be some loose ends that they'll, they'll explore in, in other movies. Um, it could be, like, I don't know, maybe we know Aquaman 2 is in the works, right? So maybe something that happens when Barry tries to fix Flashpoint Maybe it adjusts something different in in Aquaman. Um, so I don't know how deep it's going to go. Oh, shit. I lost my screen. I don't know how deep it's going to go. Uh, we lost Richard. Oh, oh you, you kid? Yeah. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Well, I can't see your camera, but I see that you're back. There it is. All righty. That's the benefit of going live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I think it could affect something like a like a 
maybe not a minor thing, but I think it could affect something like that. But I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see when when it comes out. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, does anybody else in the com in the chat? Do you guys have any other topics you want us to talk about? Anything you want us to take a deeper dive into? Um, any this or that type questions? A, a pick one out of three kind of things. Uh, let me know, and uh, we'll try to answer them as best we can. Um, but uh, I see we got time for one more one more discussion here. Um, let's see. I, you know what, uh, Richard, I've been wanting to ask you about your Mortal Kombat uh, opinion because um, I, I meant to do a review. Um, the problem is, is, is finding the time to record it and to like properly edit it and all that stuff. I haven't been able to do that. Um, but you did not like Mortal Kombat. I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into it and, and find out kind of what your reasoning is and then, you know, have a discussion about it maybe. Okay, uh, we talk, we're talking about the, the, the movie, movie yeah. that mm -hmm. came out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan because um, I feel like the story, again, I feel like the first 10 minutes was great, but after that, everything just was not... Um, it didn't tie in. It didn't, uh, it, uh, there was no urgency. I didn't feel like the character's purpose uh, was strong enough to build a, a, a story. And mm. then the the addition of the new guy, the Cole Cole Young, mm -hmm. um, I felt like he was just thrown in there for the purpose of like creating a new character. Mm -hmm. He has he had really no ties to the games. Um, he well, spoilers guys, if you haven't watched it, um, he was supposed to be somewhat related to Scorpion, and I think like his purpose wasn't really strong enough. And like we can you could dive in there, you can ask me specific questions, but I feel like overall mm -hmm. it just wasn't for me. Um, it wasn't a strong enough movie for me to like enjoy. Okay. So mm -hmm. I actually agree with your points. Um, I did enjoy the movie and I do recommend people watching it. I think, I think it was fun, but I think there were expectations that I think I set myself up for, for bit for failure. I wanted like a martial arts epic. I wanted beautifully clean choreographed fights and I didn't get that. I wanted purpose behind the fights we didn't get that. So I think when I did the original, like no spoiler review on Instagram, I think I gave it like a, a seven and a half. Um, after watching it a couple times and like really like digesting it and really understanding it, I probably go down to a six. I still enjoy it. And uh, when it comes out on DVD or not DVD, when it comes out on Blu-ray, um, I'm going to buy it to add it to my collection. But um, I think the biggest thing that hurt the movie was the lack of um, the lack of story, right? And what I mean is, Mortal Kombat has such a rich, fulfilling, diverse cast of characters that have their own unique stories that, to some form or another, all intermingle and twine in with each other, right? And I think um, that they failed to establish that by having uh, cannon fodder for characters, Melina, yeah. uh, Natara, um, Raiko. Um, I, I feel like those characters, Melina, especially Melina has a rich backstory. Um, her tie in with Katana, her future in the games. I think by them killing her off so early in the movie, um, or not early in the movie, but like early in the franchise, I think was a huge blow to the fans. I love the cast. 
Lewis Tan, who plays Cole Young, he's I've been following him for a long while. I love him. I think he's a phenomenal martial artist. I think he's a he's a pretty decent actor. Um, he's been in the game for a long time. Um, Joe Taslim, who plays Sub Zero from freaking uh, The Raid, he's a phenomenal martial artist. He's fun. Um, he works really hard. Um, I I know a little bit of Max Huang, who plays Kung Lao. Um, I was really like surprised by Kung Lao in, in this movie. Ludi Lin, who plays uh, Liu Kang. Um, Hiroyuki Sanada, who plays Scorpion. Like the cast is great. I, I think they picked a really great cast. Even the characters for Jack, Sonya, and them. Um, I think they were they were pretty decent casting. But I think the the martial arts not being on point. I think was a huge blow to the movie. But I think the emphasis on Cole's character, the hero's journey, right? Of this guy who has an issue, who needs to find himself, who ends up finding himself and then, you know, defeats, you know, a, a, a villain to get to the to the end. I think that was a waste of time for the Mortal Kombat movie because of the backstory, because of the connectivity between all the characters and all the worlds. Um, I think it was, I think that's what hurt Mortal Kombat ultimately was the hero's journey. I think there was a way you could have done Cole. I think there was a way that they could have had him in the movie, be that connecting character for the new audience. Um, be that like that, uh, I guess icon, right. For you to put yourself in those shoes or whatever. I think there's a way they could have done it where it doesn't interfere with the world of mortal Kombat. Uh, other things that bother me too, were just like some, um, some of my personal aspects, right? Like Shang Tsung, I wasn't a fan of... Uh, the actor is a great actor, but I wasn't a fan of his portrayal. Shang Tsung, while he is an emperor, um, or while he is, like, you know, he has a status, um, he's also a fighter, you know? He yeah. didn't look like a fighter in this movie. Like, he's not just, like, some evil king who demands his minions to do his bidding. No, he fucking gets his hands dirty. Um, so much so that Liu Kang ends up killing him. At one point, before he like comes back and all that stuff, um, I think the, I think Outworld was like a huge letdown. I think if they brought in elements from like the original Mortal Kombat movie, and like how they go into Outworld and what Outworld looks like in that universe, I think if they had brought those same themes into visually what we know Outworld to be in this movie, I think would have been better. Um, the connection between Cole Young and Scorpion I didn't like. I thought that was stupid. I thought it was pointless. The Arcana aspect, you know, how everyone has their powers, I think was interesting in how they explain powers in this universe. But I don't think it was needed because this is a movie where its own universe, where the re the realms, the different planes of existence are all connected to some form or another, right? Like if you die, you go to another realm, but you can come back to life. Like, you're not dead forever. You you can come back. Um, and all these other, like, multiverses, basically. I think there was a way to do all of that. And Arcana, I think, was an interesting take on it. But I don't think it was really necessary. I don't think it hurt the movie. Um, but I don't think it helped it either, really. Um, but the biggest thing is that Mortal Kombat, first and foremost, is a tournament. And while you talked about it as if it was a tournament... When the fuck did the tournament ever start? It never started. <laughs> it was no, no it. <laughs> it was basically it was basically a movie, uh, like an hour movie of Shang Tsung basically cheating. He was killing all the fighters before the tournament even started. This doesn't count 
as a tournament victory for Earthrealm. It doesn't count as a loss. Like, so I thought all of that, I thought that, you know, that biggest thing, right? The tournament not being a tournament and us focusing on the hero's journey, I think were the two biggest things that hurt Mortal Kombat and what dropped it in the ratings for me. But I still enjoyed the movie. I think it was a little over the top in, in the great way. I did like how uh, Cole Young killed Goro. I thought that was awesome. Um, some of the fatalities were like freaking vicious. I thought it was fun. Um, but there just was a lot of things that like that ended up hurting the movie um, more than helped it. And so I'm excited for a second one because I did enjoy it. But they need to bring it up. They need to step up their game. They need to be a two and a half hour movie. They have plenty of content that they can bring to the table to build upon the world building, which is something that you and I both love. I think you you need to do that. And I think the martial arts needs to be higher. Obviously, certain actors, you know, they're not trained in martial arts, so they can't do certain moves. So when it comes to editing movements and choreography, you know, I get it. But then why hire those actors? Right. Like just because you can act like that's great. But there are martial artists. There are people that do tricks, that do stunts who they can act. Put them in those roles with the cast, with the rumor casting of, of Johnny Cage. Right. Everybody's saying they want the Miz from WWE. Some people said uh, they want Jean-Claude Van Damme, who Johnny Cage is based off of. Um, there was another one. I don't remember who it was who they want to be Johnny Cage. I don't agree with any of those casting choices. While The Miz, I think, has the charisma, I don't think has the martial arts chops. Um, right. While Jean-Claude Van Damme does have the martial arts chops, I think he also had the charisma. He doesn't have it anymore. I think he's older now. I think it's it's going to be much more difficult for him to, to do the Johnny Cage things. Um, and I think they should get somebody newer, somebody fresh, who can act, but who can also bring the martial arts. Because... That, that fight scene between Sonya and uh, Melina was garbage. The fight between her and Kano was kind of garbage just because all the edits and all the cuts. So I think those are those are the three things you need to fix, right? If you're going to make the sequel good and you're going to make it awesome, up the martial arts, up the the story of the world that you have, like the, the content of the world that you have, bring that to the movie and then don't focus on Cole Young. Don't focus on the hero's journey or whatever. Focus on everyone as a whole because each individual character has their own part to play into the events that unfold in the Mortal Kombat universe. So I think if you focus on those three things in the next movie, you will bring uh, a like you will please the fans more, but also please the new coming audience into like, yo, that was dope as shit. That was an awesome martial arts movie. I've never seen anything like it. The story was really cool. I could follow it because I know what's happening. You know, all that stuff. I think if they fix those three elements, the next movie is going to be phenomenal. hope so. That's my yeah, rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I think the, the, the main thing, too, I think we left out was the, um, the retconning of the Scorpion and Sub-Zero story. Yeah. Yeah. They like completely change it from the beginning, and I was kind of disappointed on that. Like, like, you know, where 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 Quan Chi at? Where Shinnok? Well, I mean, like, I, well, they, so they they hinted at at uh, Shinnok right in the with the medallion, but I think the Quan Chi thing I think is gonna get explained in the second one. But I agree with you. I think I would have liked to have seen a tease of Quan Chi in this in the movie. I think I would have liked that. 
I think that would have been nice, a nice little sprinkle of, of like, ooh, something's on the way kind of thing, you know? Yeah, because I was like, the whole time I was like, wait, Sub, Sub-Zero didn't do it? He was frames. You know, mm-hmm. like, they, they set this whole thing up. And then, like, the story progressed, and I was like, oh, okay, now he's bad? Oh, he's, like, working for Shang Tsung? What's going on? Like, yeah. it was, like, so completely different. So that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Um, the thing with Ko Young, like, I know it's a new character, but, like, they could have, like, flipped it. They could have made him, like, so much cooler and more interesting to where, mm-hmm. like, you were like, I want to see him in the next game. Yeah. Yeah. Put his ass on the next game. Yeah, but, I agree. 100%. I agree. But I was kind of like, yo, he was a waste of space. Like, why would you put him in there and make, like, Liu Kang the background? Like, the one thing that really, now I'm thinking about it, that kind of irked me was how convenient the characters found each other. Like, like I was kind of like, why, is this, why are they just finding each other so easily like when mm-hmm. they got to a desert i'm like come on now yeah you tell me you tell me luke king just chilling in the desert and he, he uh. found you like you know when they got to that point i'm just like oh god like i'm done mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was i was so hype about the movie i was actually like excited to see the movie I was yeah like, oh more to combat but then when it came i was like man they just waste that was a that was a waste of time so hopefully if they do a sequel they up the story and you're right up the choreography like yo if your actors can't do all the, the stunts, get a great choreographed team to put it together. Because I guess we grew up, you know, Jackie Chan movies. And yeah. Stuff. You're, kinda, you're we're spoiled. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're spoiled. But it's also, that's the that's the cinema that we're living in now. Like, yeah. it took a while for the U.S. to catch up, you know, with their, like, Matrixes and their X-Men's. It took a while, but we're there now. So now if you're going to, if you're not going to be at that par... In a in a Mortal Kombat movie that's yeah. based on a martial arts tournament, might as not, might as well not make it at all. Yeah. Because then it's like, I could just play the game, and get more entertainment versus like, watching this half-ass like, like, choreograph. I could see better fighting in like a, like an old movie from like 20 years ago or something like that. So, hopefully, man, like they 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 uh, up the ante on the action, um, connect the characters and story more, and hopefully choose a great character for Johnny Cage. I I hope it's like a, a new guy, new face, yeah. young talent that we don't know. Yeah. And just like blow us away. But like, damn, I like you wanna look I'm gonna see his Wikipedia. What the hell was he doing before this? Like I wanna be like that, you know? So hopefully they, they find someone good. Yeah. And it's funny because you brought a you brought up an interesting point about um like wanting to play Cole Young in the in the game had he been good enough. It's funny because Max Huang, who plays Kung Lao, I'm not a big Kung Lao fan. I'm a Sub-Zero fan, like, through and through. But I kind of want to play Kung Lao now because Max Huang fucking killed it. Like, that was so fun. It was so, like, cool to see him. Like, his portrayal, I think, was dope. I want to play Kung Lao in the the game now just to, like, try him out a little bit more, give him a little more attention. And I agree. I don't care if Cole Young comes out in the game I, I kind of care if they have it look like Louis Tan. Again, I'm a fan of Louis Tan. He's one of like my like martial art idols right now. Um, but it, you know the character wasn't enticing enough, and and I think I think that's a valid point. And I think that's again you know the time that was wasted elaborating on on his backstory. I think was wasted. Uh-huh. But Louis Tan did a great job. It's just the writing that focused too much on Cole Young and his journey. I think was what hurt the movie. So. I'm with you on did that you, one. Uh, did you know that Lewis Tan was in uh, Deadpool too? Yeah, he plays. Um, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, the dude, 
fuck, I forgot his name. How did I forget his name? He's the guy with the swords and the long hair with the white thing from Planet Mojo. I just forgot his name. Um, Uh, It's like Shatterstar? Yeah, Shatterstar, I think is his name. Yeah. Shatterstar? Yeah, he was also in uh, Into the Badlands. He he plays a prominent role in Into the Badlands in the later seasons. He was in Iron Fist. He was the drunken fighter in Iron Fist. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think it was the first season, and um, he's also a uh, a prominent role on the Netflix show Wu Assassins, and they're getting a season two coming soon. With um, I don't know how to pronounce the dude's last name, but his first name is Eco. He was also I think in the Raid. Um, he's also a prominent Thai martial artist as well. Um, so look, man, Louis Tan, he's he's a great he's great actor, great martial artist. Um, his background is mainly in fighting, so any martial arts that he brings to the table is gonna look clean. Um, so it's nothing against him personally. It's just against the character of Cole and, and how the story centered around him too much. That's, that's my issue with Mortal Kombat. With uh, you, man. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But all right, guys, that's going to be it for this fun packed episode. Richard, again, thank you, man, so much for uh, coming out today. I, I, it was a fun ride and, uh, I'm definitely, you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime in the future. Um, we'll definitely keep you posted, but, um, guys, that's going to be it for totally fan. Again, as a reminder, you can catch the live stream every Saturday, 12 PM Pacific standard time, twitch.tv slash totally fan TAF. Um, if for whatever reason you can't catch the live stream on Twitch, uh, anchor.fm slash totally fan is where you can listen to the podcast or wherever else you like to listen to them. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google play, etc. If for whatever reason you can't catch either one. Um, on Wednesday, the full episode goes up on YouTube, but clips get sprinkled throughout the week. So make sure you guys are checking out with that stuff. If you guys love what we do, you want to help support, you can subscribe absolutely for free using Amazon Prime on Twitch. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe to the YouTube, um, the anchor.fm slash totally a fan, um, social media at totally a fan, all that stuff. Help spread the word. Let's get more involved. Let's get more people talking about nerd stuff and we can have that stuff on the show. We could talk about it and cater it to what you guys want. Also, uh, we have a merch store too. The official fan cave is uh, totallyfan.threadless.com. Uh, you guys can get merch and stuff there. We have some cool stuff coming on the way that's in the works. Um, but yeah, on behalf of Mr. Richard Poor, um, again, check him out on Kickback and Chillax podcast, wherever you'd like to listen to podcasts. Um, follow him on Instagram. It's uh, Ayo Richard, right? Yeah, A.O. Richard underscore official. Official on Instagram. This guy is fucking awesome. He's funny. Um, really great as far as like when it comes to nerd stuff. He's 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 balls deep in there, man. Let me tell you. Um, he's a cool cat. Make sure you guys check him out. But on behalf of uh, everybody here at the Fan Cave, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to come hang out with us. We'll catch you on the next one. But until then, as always, thank you so much for coming.